0: You're listening to the Calcullan Diary Podcasts, stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. It's Saturday, the 18th of July, 2020. On this day in 1938, a small monoplane landed at Baldonnell Airdrome outside Dublin. The plane and the pilot were supposed to be in California, according to the flight plan he had filed before leaving an airfield in Brooklyn, New York. The pilot was Douglas Corrigan, an American of Irish descent. From his landing in Ireland, he was forever known afterwards as Wrongway Corrigan, because he insisted that he had crossed the Atlantic through a navigational error. Nobody believed him. He had previously sought permission to fly nonstop from New York to Ireland and had been denied. His aircraft was a much-modified second-hand Curtis Robin. It was deemed not suitable for the journey, although it was certified for overland long flights. Corrigan was a highly skilled aircraft mechanic who had helped to build Charles Lindbergh's Spirit of St. Louis, which had made the historic 1st nonstop flight from New York to Paris 11 years earlier in 1927. Corrigan was constantly tinkering with his own aircraft and from time to time it was decertified for flying by the US authorities as unstable. As a young man in Los Angeles, Corrigan had paid for his first short flight in a Jenny biplane near his home. Six months later he had completed enough lessons and flight time and got his flying license. For a number of years, he alternated between flying at barnstorming display events, operating a small-town air passenger service on the east coast of America, and working as an aircraft mechanic. That last brought him back to his home in California, where he bought his Curtis Robin. The mid-1930s was a period of much increasing regulation for aircraft and flying, and he spent time and money making modifications to try and get full certification for his cross-Atlantic flight. It was always denied. But in early July 1938, he was given an experimental license and permission to fly from California to New York. His scheduled return was 17th of July. He took off from Floyd Bennett Field that morning with a fuel load of 1,200 litres of gasoline and with two chocolate bars, two boxes of fig bars and a quart of water to sustain him. He had no radio and his navigation equipment consisted of one very old compass. He later recorded the journey as being uncomfortable and cold and having to punch a hole in the floor of the cabin so that leaking fuel would drain away on the opposite side to the hot engine exhaust. He claimed that he'd only become aware of his error after 26 hours of flying. He landed at Baldonnell Airdrome after 28 hours and 13 minutes of flight. He was met by American journalist H.R. Knickerbocker, who described the plane as the most wretched-looking jalopy. As I looked over it at the Dublin airdrome, he wrote afterwards, I really marvelled that anyone should have been rash enough even to go in the air with it, much less to try fly the Atlantic. He built it, or rebuilt it, practically as a boy would build a scooter out of a soapbox and a pair of old roller skates. It looked it. Though he insisted the flight was a mistake, the US Bureau of Air Commerce suspended Corrigan's pilot's licence for just 14 days. The suspension ended on the day he and his aircraft arrived back in New York on the steamship Manhattan. The authorities may not have been impressed, but the people of New York were, and a ticker tape parade was said to have been attended by more people than had been to Lindbergh's one 11 years previously. The banner headline on the New York Post shouted, Hail, Runway Corrigan, and was written backwards. Corrigan afterwards wrote his biography, That's My Story starred as himself in a movie called The Flying Irishman, and endorsed a series of wrong-way products that included a watch which ran backwards. During World War II, he tested bombers and flew as a ferry pilot in the Air Transport Command. He retired in 1950 and grew oranges in Santa Ana, California, with his family until his wife died in 1966. He became a recluse after one of his sons died in a flying accident in 1972, but he did take part in a golden anniversary celebration of his wrong-way flight in 1988. For this, his Robin aircraft was reassembled and its engine run, but the organisers are said to have kept security guards at the wings in case the aviator tried to fly it. Douglas Corrigan died in 1995. Throughout his life, he insisted that his landing at Baldonnell on this day 82 years ago was a navigational error. Nobody ever did believe him. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening.